Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you today? I hope you're having a fabulous day. I hope you're having a fabulous fall. I hope the weather is treating you well. And I want to talk this month about starting, continuing, or restarting your career. So the topics this month are all going to be around kind of career management at various points that you might be at. Um, First of all, this is episode 60, so I want to give myself a big woohoo for that. Um, You know, I think the statistic is that a lot of podcasts end after about 10 or 12 episodes. So the fact that I'm at number 60, I feel that I feel really great about that. So please tell your friends. Um, I'm getting more and more listeners. Um, I'm guesting on a podcast that has really good reach. Um, it'll, it'll air in March, um, but uh, we'll be recording that really soon. And uh, people are asking me to guest on their podcasts. What's up with that? Love it. So yay to me. And I'm saying that because... I want to demonstrate that I want you guys to give yourselves pats on the back. When you do hard things, when you do things that maybe you thought you couldn't do, when you do things that are scary for you or bring up all kinds of emotions, then give yourself a big old pat on the back for doing them because, dang, you're brave. So, all right, so the theme again is starting, continuing, restarting your career. So today, I want to focus on starting your career. And I want to give you my five top tips, not so much about, like, tools and how to do it, the tactics. We've, we've talked about that in other episodes, but today I really want to kind of think about it from a kind of a perspective standpoint and kind of the perspective that I want you to have. So as you may know, my target market is 22 to 32 year old high achieving college graduates. So it's those folks for whom the sky is the limit if they have the tools and the strategies and the support that they need to be successful. And so we're really drilling down with kind of the earlier part of that age range today because I'm really thinking about the college graduates, the December crop of college graduates that are coming out and kind of how to think about this. I I find that there's, with recent college graduates, there's kind of the how-to angst, you know, how do I interview, where do I look for jobs, how do I do this, that, and the other thing, what about my resume? But then there's also a more kind of generalized angst about am I in the right field? Am I doing the right thing? Am I going in the right direction? So I really want to just give you some things to think about around that. So these are my five top tips around that. So number one, my first tip is to not be afraid to make mistakes. And so my key word for this one is fearless. I want you to be fearless as a recent college graduate as you're starting your career. I want you to take chances. I want you to be brave, I want you to screw it up royally, right? So if you're not making some mistakes in kind of every area of your life, if you're not screwing it up royally, it's because you're not trying. You're not putting yourself out there. You're not being willing to make mistakes. You want perfection. And perfection is a, what does my coach say? Perfection is for scared people. So these, these big chances that you can really afford to take early in your career, much more so than you can when you get mid and late career, are the give you the potential for an amazing payoff. So that's why I want you to take these chances. That's why I want you to be fearless. So how can this kind of play out? So it might be that you apply for your dream job, even though you don't have all the qualifications. It's a job that maybe you sort of have to give yourself permission 
to apply for. Now, you know, are you going to get that job? Probably not. But I think there's just something very important about you being willing to do it, to put forth the effort. You might also ask somebody that you respect, that you look up to, to help you get your foot in the door at your dream company. So maybe this is somebody that you don't know real well. Maybe they have a pretty high position of power and you're going to have to kind of suck it up and get in there and ask them for their help. Or you might accept a job that is nothing like what you thought you were looking for, what you kind of been focusing on, but this opportunity comes up and it looks really interesting. You think that you could learn a lot from it. The company is exciting to you and so you take a chance, right? So those are all ways that they might be mistakes and you might fall on your face with any of those scenarios. But here's the thing, and I, I think this is so fascinating. And I've learned this from my coach. You, you guys have heard me talk about Brooke Castillo is, is my life coach. And she talks about, you know, we, we are afraid of, for example, rejection. So you're afraid that, you know, if you apply for this job, I'll be rejected. And we think that's such a terrible thing. Like, we just have to avoid that at all costs. So what do we do? Well, we don't apply for the job, therefore guaranteeing that the worst-case scenario will absolutely happen. We are, we're not even giving ourselves a chance for success. We've looked at failure. We've decided we don't want to try, so we're going to fail ahead of time. So I really want you to make some take some chances, make some um, you know make some mistakes, make some blunders, because that's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to learn, and also it's how you you have that tremendous chance for opportunity. All right, so that's number one. Don't be afraid to be mis to make mistakes. I want you to be fearless. Number two, I want you to check your gut frequently. So my keyword for this tip is integrity, and it really is speaking to integrity with yourself. So during your initial job search, and then as you progress through your career, I want you to continue to check with your gut to make sure that you, what you're doing is in alignment with your skills, your values, your interests, personality, and your passions. And I did a whole month on those things a couple of months ago. So if, if you're unclear about any of those things and how to get aligned with them, go back a few episodes and find those that speak around motivated skills, values, passion, all of those things, areas of expertise. So what I see a lot of, and this, this I saw particularly when I was in higher education and, and managing two career centers, is there were a lot of 22-year-olds who were going into fields for which they had no particular interest, but they had very significant influential people in their lives who were kind of pushing them in a direction. I particularly saw this with really smart kids who didn't want to be doctors any more than I would want to be a doctor, but that was what their family kind of said, you're really smart, you need to be a doctor. And somehow along the way with these influences of well-meaning family members, parents, even, even like school teachers and professors, other mentors, their own dreams kind of get lost along the way. And it kind of put them on the wayside because this is what my family wants for me or this is what, you know, I've talked myself into wanting this. So I want you to continue to check in with your gut and make sure that what you're doing is in alignment with who you are and what you were put on this earth to do and what fills your soul with joy. I also want to make sure that you don't make your career decisions or individual jobs, you know, as you change jobs from one to the other based on money. So yeah, money's important. Money solves a lot of problems. And you need to have a number, and, and this is one of the things I talk about when I coach my clients on salary negotiations, is one of the three numbers 
that they need to walk into an interview negotiation with is what is their walkaway number. They can't survive on less than that. And then based on the requirements of the job, they they know that they're going to kind of resent that they took that job from day one because they took it for such a low price. So I'm not suggesting that you do that. But what I am suggesting is that if money is a primary motivator for you, it's going to make those days and that amount of work really hard to do. You know, I used to be a school teacher. I started my, my career in, uh, in K-12 through music education. And there was a saying, I don't know if it's still around, but it used to say the three best things about being a teacher are June, July, and August. And I have to say I kind of agreed with them. I kind of really liked those summers off, but guess what? There's nine months in between those three months off. And if I don't really love what I'm doing, those three months are not going to compensate for the amount of work that I'm doing. So make sure that your career decisions are based on what's important to you. There's no right or wrong here. It's just about alignment, or as I said, as my key word, it's about integrity. So really self-integrity, because I don't think you can be integ have integrity at work or have integrity in other relationships in your life if you don't have integrity with yourself first and foremost. So number two, check your gut frequently, have self-integrity. Number three, I want you to get professional help. This is my little plug, and no, I'm not talking about a mental health counselor here. I'm talking about expertise. So that's the key word for this tip. You know, you would hire an expert if you wanted to remodel a home or you needed car repairs or any of those kinds of things. You wouldn't think twice about hiring an expert. And yet, one of the most important decisions in our lives, our career and our job choices, we try to do it ourselves. And it's really kind of crazy when you think about it. So hiring an expert is going to someone who is going to support you in your job search is going to be so beneficial to you on a lot of levels and I'm going to talk about what those kind of things are in a minute. So what am I specifically talking about? A certified resume writer like myself, a career counselor, again that's another uh, credential that I have, credential job search coach, I'm a certified job search strategist, someone who can provide professional resume I'm sorry, interview preparation experience, so someone who is a um, qualified interview coach and an accountability partner. So those are all services that I offer and sure, yeah, I want you to come talk to me about them. But if I'm not your peach, as my coach says, you can be the best peach in the world. Not everybody likes peach. So if you're, if you don't like my brand of peach, then find someone who can provide you with those services, someone who is highly qualified and comes highly recommended so that you can get that help. So what are those benefits of working with a professional in this process? Well, here they are. First thing that's going to happen is you're going to take more and better and smarter actions because you're going to be setting goals and you're going to have somebody who's got your back with those goals, who's going to be holding you accountable to those goals. So you're going to do the right things and you're going to do them quicker. Secondly, you're going to reach for more. Because you have this partner in the process, you're going to be willing to reach for more. You're going to be willing to reach higher and further. Also, you're going to make better decisions for yourself and your career because you're going to have a very clear focus and you're going to have an expert support kind of sounding board coach to help you to make those decisions. And then finally, you're going to have a lot more sustainable energy. So when you have someone who is keeping you focused, keeping you on track, uh, doing what I call mid-course corrections, you're not kind of churning away with your job search. You're not continuing to do 
tasks or um, processes or systems that aren't working for you, but yet you don't know what else to do, so you just keep churning out the same thing. So I hope that kind of gives you um, some ideas of the kind of help that you want. Now let's talk about where this help can be found. So if you're still in college, by all means, check out your career center first. That is probably a free service that you have paid for from your uh, tuition dollars. There may be some services that you have to pay extra for, but by and large, that's likely to be free. And if you're an alumni of a university, you can check and see what career services are available to alumni. Oftentimes they are um, some of the same services. There's often a cost uh, now that you're not you know, paying tuition dollars. There's a cost, but it still tends to be fairly reasonable. So by all means, check there. There are also career centers or career kind of from the Department of Labor. They have different names in different states. Here in Florida, it's called Career Source, and then it's whatever region. So, for example, I'm in Career Source Capital Region because this is where the state capital is. And so there's these regional offices, and they will have a kind of a blue-collar version and then a, a management white-collar version of you know the services that they provide. And they can provide you with some basic service around kind of helping you with your resume. It's not They're not going to write it for you. Um, and they're, they may not have the most, uh, the best advice about resume writing or any of this, but at least it's a start and that is typically going to be free. So check out your career centers that are state run as well. And then of course there are private partnerships like my own, so private practices. And what I would say if I'm giving you some advice about how to find the right person is LinkedIn is a really good resource because you're going to get a sense of how kind of in tuned this person is from their LinkedIn profile. Are they well connected? Is their LinkedIn profile well written? If you're looking to hire someone to write for you, like write a resume, they should have a really stupendous LinkedIn profile. What are their recommendations saying about them? At the bottom of your LinkedIn profile, you have the opportunity to ask people to write recommendations. I know that on my LinkedIn profile, I have over 40, mostly from former clients who volunteered to write great things about me and about the experience of working with me. So that can really give you, you can look through those LinkedIn recommendations and get a really good sense of what would the experience of working with this individual be like. So um, LinkedIn is gonna be a really good resource um, for those things. So I can, I'll be glad to help you more with that if you want to ask me a question um, in the question box or if you want to email me, lisa, L-E-S-A, at exclusivecareercoaching.com. I'll be glad to answer your specific questions about finding an expert for you. Um, one more thing I will say about that is that um, there's no need that, for you to have to work with someone who is geographically near you. I honestly can't think of a time that I've met a client in person unless it was a friend of mine here in town who wanted to do business with me and we decided to meet. But I actually prefer to work via Zoom calls. And um, I have clients, right now I have a client in Brazil. I have several clients in Canada. Um, I have had clients in Europe and Africa Every continent except Antarctica where there are, are only penguins, as best I can tell. So really, you, you, that doesn't need to be a consideration at all. Just look for the person that has the credentials, has the skill set, and you like, you know, when you have a chance to talk to them, you like 
and feel a connection with them and also um, their process makes sense to you. You think that the process that they use will work for you. Number four, I want you to be willing to start somewhere. So I think particularly with millennials, you guys can suffer a little bit from um, maybe a little bit of delusions of grandeur. And you are fabulous, and of course you're fabulous, and, and your parents have told you that you're fabulous from the time you came out of the womb. But the key word for this tip is humility, because I want you to be willing to start at the bottom. Now, I'm not saying that I want you to, you know, sweep floors or, you know, clean out the toilets. I'm not saying that I want you to work in that capacity. I'm saying that your entry-level job may require an occasional toilet cleaning. Perfect example in my last job as director of a career center, so I was not an entry level by any stretch. I had a staff working under me, but we we didn't they didn't clean our our offices at all ever, right? We were lucky if they would run the vacuum and empty the garbage. And so every once or twice a year, we would close the office down and do a very thorough cleaning to include like cleaning out the blinds and you know getting mold out of places that mold was. And I'd go in and clean the bathrooms or the kitchen. And we all pitched in together. And I think that um, when your boss knows that you're willing to do that, it just sets a real powerful statement. So be willing to do what needs to be done and understand the big picture here. So if you get kind of tagged as being a whiner and someone who you know doesn't want to play well with others, it's really going to harm you in your, in your um, career. So I want you to do that with a, a cheerful attitude, and your boss is likely going to recognize that. He's going to see the work ethic. He's going to see how willing you were to do the dirty work, and you're going to get promoted much more quickly because of that. So I've, I've talked about this so many times, and I talk about it with my clients and, and my private practice as well, but I want to kind of revisit the bullseye. And so when I think about this concept of starting somewhere, when you're right out of college with a bachelor's degree and little to no experience, all I'm trying to get you, if you think about a, a, a dartboard, right, with a bullseye in the middle, there's these concentric rings. I just want you to get on the dartboard. I don't expect you to get in the middle, and there's two reasons. First of all, you don't know yourself well enough to know what the middle of your dartboard is yet. And number two, you don't have the requisite skills and education and experience to get to the middle of your bullseye. So we just want to get you on the dartboard. That's your goal at age 22. And then the idea is you learn a whole bunch about yourself in the next three to five years in that first job. And then you get a little bit closer and you get a little bit closer. And then it's probably going to be 10 to 12, maybe 15 years out of your undergraduate degree before you are positioned to be in the center of your bullseye. And there are many careers in the center of that bullseye, so don't feel like it's just a one-and-done thing, and if I don't find this one perfect job, I'm, I'm screwed. There can be many. I, I am thoroughly in the middle of my bullseye, and yet I can think of other things that I believe would be equally wonderful for me to pursue. So just get on there. Be willing to start somewhere. It's going to be on the outer ring. And then number five, the right attitude is everything. And I've talked about this kind of throughout this, I've sort of mentioned the importance of attitude. So the key word for this tip is optimism. So I'm not asking you to be, you know, thrilled to death when you don't get the job you interviewed for or to be thrilled when you bomb an interview. So I'm not asking you to, you know, act, act crazy when you don't get things that you were hoping for. What I am saying is to keep things into perspective. 
So I want you to recognize that this is the process. So one of the things that helps me tremendously in my daily life is the thought that everything is happening exactly the way it's supposed to. So that's one thing I say to myself a lot. This is happening exactly the way it's supposed to. And then the other question I like to ask myself is, why is this situation perfect? What is perfect about what's going on? What's perfect about the fact that I didn't get this job? What's perfect about the fact that I just bombed that interview? And I think you can really keep things into perspective when you can think that way. So I want you to really think about there's two options. There's winning and there's learning. So it's not winning and losing. There's winning and learning. So here are some of the thoughts that I hear from prospective clients that do not serve them at all. I'm not qualified. They are looking for someone with fill-in-the-blank, whatever it is, that you don't have, of course. There's too much competition. I keep applying online but never hear anything back. I want to do X, whatever that is, but no one will ever hire me for that job. So the question I want, to, I want you to ask yourself as you think about your thoughts, so you're thinking about what you're thinking about as you go through a job search is, does that thought serve me? Does thinking that I'm not qualified serve me? And I will argue that in no way can it serve you to think I'm not qualified. So then what you want to do when you identify a thought that isn't serving you is to think a better thought. Now, it's not going to be a 180 degree turn because you're not going to believe that. You're not going to go from thinking I'm not qualified to I'm fully qualified. But what if you started practicing, I have some of the qualifications they're looking for, right? It's probably true. You can probably go through in there and factually say, okay, they're, they're looking for nine things and I have four of them, whatever the case may be. So then, instead of saying, I'm not qualified, which is a blanket, completely unqualified kind of statement, what if you were to say and to think, practice thinking, I have some of the qualifications, I have four of the nine qualifications they're looking for, I have half, I have most, whatever it is, and then practice that, because here's what's happening. You're creating a new neural pathway in your brain when you think that new thought, and it will eventually circumvent or replace the old negative thought. So I just want you to check in as you have a thought, whether it's a thought about your job search, whether it's a thought about your current job, whether it's a thought about your job prospects for your next position, leaving your current company. Does this thought serve me? Is this the thought that I want to be thinking? So attitude is going to affect how you show up every day. So if we think back to some of the other things I talked about, being willing to do the dirty work, attitude. Putting in long hours when needed, attitude. Helping out coworkers, attitude. So if you can do all of those things with a smile, then you're going to be in great shape. So one more time, my five tips are, number one, don't be afraid to make mistakes. So fearless. Number two, check your gut frequently, integrity. Number three, get professional help, expertise. Number four, be willing to start somewhere, humility. Number five, the right attitude is everything, optimism. So I hope this has helped you today. Uh, as a reminder, please, 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 please ask me a question, comment, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You'll make me very happy. And also remember that I will have uh, ongoing monthly webinars. There, there will not be one in December, which is when this is going out, but I'll start back up in January. So check on the show notes. It'll give you the link to see what the next topic is and you can get signed up for it. So hook me up. I'm hooking you up with lots of great content and 
and perspectives and ideas and guest speakers and all that stuff. So please hook me up. I hope you have a fantastic week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.